Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton, joined today by John McCormick, senior writer at the Weekly Standard. John, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. Here to talk about Roy Moore. You notice I don't say Judge Roy Moore. I hate this thing <laughs> where people have a title once upon a time and then they carry it on long after they're out of the office. In Roy Moore's case, after he was forcibly removed from office twice, I don't think of him as Judge Roy Moore. He was Roy Moore ex-judge, disgraced judge. You know, you could modify it. Disgraced in any number of ways. So we have this ongoing sexual abuse of minors allegations about Roy Moore. The first instinct of Republicans in Washington was to say, if true, he should step aside. Um, it seems to be the if true part is less being said than just step aside. Yeah, I mean, as the allegations have continued to pile, the credible allegations have continued to pile up, I think a lot of Republicans uh, think that we know enough uh, to say that he should step down. I think that the uh, Roy Moore interview on Friday with Sean Hannity was really kind of uh, the, the nail in the coffin where he uh, did not unequivocally deny uh, dating teenagers. He said that was not generally his practice, no, but if we did, then I don't deny it. Um, he did deny the criminal accusations of uh, sexually assaulting, molesting a 14-year-old. Uh, he did not den- necessarily unequivocally deny. He went kind of back and forth on whether he dated uh, 16 to 18-year-olds. 16 to 18-year-olds had alleged that they had dated a then 32-year-old or 30-something uh, Roy Moore and that those dates did not go progress, the physical contact did not progress beyond kissing, but still uh, immoral, creepy, really weird um, behavior, uh, disqualifying behavior. And I think for a lot of Republicans, that was enough. And then yesterday, uh, we got uh, an even more heinous accusation, which was that a a woman uh, says that when she was a teenager, uh, more uh, assaulted her and, uh, you know, began groping her in a car. Uh, and tried to force her left bruises on her neck, and she got out of it. And she told her sister about this within two years of the incident, according to uh, the latest uh, accuser's lawyer. So these, these, you know, credible accusations, there's a pattern. Women who didn't know each other all describe a similar pattern, uh, whether it was criminal or not criminal, uh, of, of dating teenagers. And I think that these allegations are enough. You know, some people say, well, he hasn't been convicted in court. But uh, to get a court conviction, as we all know, that you need to have uh, proof beyond a reasonable doubt in in criminal convictions. And that's not the case in much of life. Yeah, and politics is not court proceedings. Politics and not court proceedings. And even if this thing, uh, one thing I've looked into is, uh, as it seems less and less likely that uh, Moore could actually still win, but I've been looking into what would a, uh, what would a Senate expulsion hearing look like? Because many Republicans are now calling for his expulsion if he were to win still. And, and by the way, if there's an expulsion, that would mean that he would have to be seated first. There's nothing that the Senate can do to keep him from being seated if he wins the election. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone argue that he could be excluded. There's actually a relevant Supreme Court case here uh, named Powell v. McCormick. It goes back to 1969 and no, no, relation, no relation to the <laughs> podcaster sitting here um, that you can't exclude, you can't expel. The Constitution gives the authority of each House of Congress with a two-thirds vote uh, to expel a member. And the Senate has its own procedure in place, a disciplinary procedure uh, whereby, you know, there's rights of the accused and confrontation and and evidentiary standards. And what uh, the former 
uh, chief counsel of the Senate Ethics Committee told me that uh, what they need to prove in these disciplinary hearings, as standard practice at least, has been uh, clear and convincing evidence, which is something between a mere preponderance of evidence, we think it's more likely than not, somewhere below uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, so it's it's a clear and convincing. This is a, a somewhat vague term, but it's up to ultimately to the members of the Senate Ethics Committee if he were to win and if it were to go to the committee, that's what they'd be looking for. And to my to my mind, uh, it sure looks like you've got clear and convincing evidence. And did, uh, did the ethicist have anything to say about whether it would be relevant that the issues at hand happened 40 years ago, as opposed to expelling a member or a senator for uh, something done while in office. Yeah, what, what, the, what the former chief counsel uh, to the Senate Ethics Committee told me is that the Ethics Committee uh, has never ruled in either the House or the Senate that it could not look at previous behavior. It's sort of a case-by-case basis. And I would think with something of such uh, grave accusations, uh, this they definitely would um, look into past behavior um, if, if, it, if it came down to it. Um, obviously, that raises questions. You know, they can... It, being 40 years old, it's hard harder to prove. You're not going to have, uh, you know, memories are not quite as as fresh. Uh, but again, I think that they'll take into account all sorts of different things. The fact that Moore is alleged to have written in this girl's high school yearbook, um, you know, whether she was there, did the, the did 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 she in fact tell her sister this within two years? Do, do the story all this and for all this testimony under oath would occur if this does make it to a Senate hearing? Does Roy Moore have any allies in Washington? Uh, Steve Bannon, uh, the president's former chief strategist, uh, said over the weekend he would need more evidence before he abandoned Roy Moore and that it was uh, how, it was not a coincidence that the Bezos Washington Post that quote unquote dropped the not quote unquote but some uh, close paraphrase dropped the hit on Trump with the Access Hollywood tape which again was totally true um, reported out this story first so um, yeah I mean I think Steve Bannon and Breitbart pretty much his uh, his biggest allies in Washington at this point. And, of course, Roy Moore was the first of what's supposed to be a whole avalanche of uh, Bannon-supported candidates uh, trying to oust establishment types out of the Senate. Not an auspicious beginning to that effort. Not at all. I mean, it depends, I guess. Steve Bannon, he uh, he kind of just wants to destroy the Republican Party. And if that's the goal, I think that the nomination of Roy Moore uh, was is a huge victory uh, in the campaign to destroy the Republican Party. John McCormick, thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thank you. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from RX Bar. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. What does that mean? Their bars are made with 100% whole ingredients. In 2013, RX Bar called BS on protein bars. There was not a protein bar out there that wasn't full of artificial ingredients, fillers, preservatives. That's why RX Bar set out to create a new kind of protein bar with a few simple, clean ingredients where every ingredient serves a purpose. RX Bar labels the core ingredients, such as egg whites, dates, and nuts, on the front of the package and the ingredients that make up texture and taste on the back, 100% real cacao, coconut, etc. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX Bars actually taste delicious. Surprise, creating a protein bar made from real whole food ingredients actually tastes better than anything out there. 
You don't need the fillers, the additives, the chemicals, or the added sugar. RX Bar's core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds. RX Bars are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free. There are no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. The delicious flavors include chocolate sea salt, peanut butter, blueberry, mint chocolate, and more. My favorite is the blueberry. RX Bars are great for breakfast on the go, snacks at the office, throw in your bag for the plane, or to toss in your backpack for a bike ride or a hike. RX Bar has a special offer for listeners of the Daily Standard podcast. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com standard and enter promo code standard. Again, that's rxbar.com standard and enter the promo code standard for 25% off. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.